Dexter Stucky presents Industry Friends. Welcome to another edition of Industry Friends. I'm your host, Dexter Stuckey. Super excited to be here with one of my coworkers for now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> <laughs> I have Mr. Raf Opita in the building What's today. Up, man? Raf currently serves as the Assistant Program Director and Owner Talent at WIOQ. Mm-hmm. He can also be heard on air at, at in Rochester, Syracuse, and Charlotte. Yeah. Did I get them all right? I feel like there's more. There's more, but I do stuff for like the company that's, you know... It's it. I'll explain in a little bit. <laughs> Basically, you if you listen to iHeart Radio and especially the app, you can hear Raph's voice. Now, I start off every episode with mm-hmm. a personal story, and for you, I have like a couple personal stories. One of them that I think I'll tell, <laughs> and it's it's really telling about like you and like who you are and like where uh-huh. you're going to be. So it was the day after the last election. And, oh, okay, and like outside, it was like super gloomy. Um, regardless of people's political affiliation, right, right. Like outside it was just gloomy. It was raining, and I think people, you know, they weren't in the best of moods that day. And oh, you, what's I doing? You came over and you were like, "Guys, like there's this really big thing happening right now. We want you guys to join in on it." And people were like, "Oh, what was it?" And it was the mannequin challenge. And you had people, you rounded up people in the office to do the mannequin challenge. And I remember sitting there thinking, like. This is kind of crazy because, like, he could have been in the same mood as everybody else yeah. and, like, kept the same negative energy going, or he could just be yourself, do what mm-hmm. you do, and make it fun. You know, that's funny because there's so many challenges these days that you just are like, oh, okay, we did this, we did mm-hmm. that. With the... But, like, to, to have something stick out like that, especially during a, a political climate like uh, we have today, yep. it's one of those things where, you know, I'm just, I'm about, you know, keeping everyone in a positive, you know, attitude, manner, and it just, it changes the the vibe a little bit when, you know, everyone's all like, Trump this or Trump that, mm-hmm. or like, you know, I hate him or love him or whatever. <laughs> um, it just makes things, you know, just, you, you take it out of the element. And that's our job here in radio is to take people, bring them to an escape. Like, we we are like an escape to what the world, the reality is. Mm-hmm. We're entertaining. Yeah. We're supposed to be fun. And that's a lot of it, you know, uh, bleeds into social media too. So we have to do like these mannequin challenge videos. And I mean, not have to, but like it's it worked, fun yeah. and it works and it totally, you know, you felt great about it. Everyone was laughing about it because we watched the video afterwards, how quiet everyone was standing still mm-hmm. with no music. And you're like, everyone stay like, you know, while we're filming, like everyone don't make a move <laughs> <laughs> and try not to laugh and stuff. Yes. So it was, it was definitely fun. And that yeah. was like one of my like first interactions with you and I'm just like this I, I like this guy I like this guy a lot so. how, yeah how long have you been here now uh three years three years yeah seems like I've known you longer than that it does <laughs> and, and it's funny too because it's another personal story I was going to tell is that I don't I'm not the type of person that really gets stuck starstruck at all mm-hmm. but I remember the first time I met you I actually got starstruck and the reason behind it is because <laughs> Why? <laughs> in college I would listen to Q102 okay and I but because I'm not like uh I'm not the typical Q102 consumer so I wouldn't go to like a concert or anything like that. I never like looked up what you guys. They wouldn't. Like. Uh, they wouldn't be like you consider a P one. P one. Like yes. P ones. Radio. Yeah. yeah. So like I knew I know the station because I like the music, but I never like looked at the, what the talent looked like. And I remember when I started here, I'm like, oh, like where's Ref? Where's Ref? Because mm-hmm. I know that it was you and Elvis Duran. They were like, well, Elvis, <laughs> Elvis is not in this building. And then I knew you because of the time, like yeah. early at night. Early in the morning or late at night. Right, right. So I was looking for you, and they're like, oh, Raph's not here. And I was like, okay, cool. But I knew Elvis was here. They're like, well, Elvis isn't here either. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
So you never, cool. you thought I was just somewhere in the radio universe yes, just like doing my show how for they, Philly. Like how Elvis does it. <laughs> and then one day, um, I forgot who was like filling in for you, but he was, he came over and he was like, okay, I'm my last couple days or whatever. And then you came in a military uniform and oh, like, yeah. this is ref. And it was weird because it was like, I know the voice, but I never put a face to the uh, voice. And I'm like, oh, this is him. And it was it was really weird the way they did the introduction. They're like, oh, this is where I've, as if like I should just know. Right, right. And it was just kind of like, okay. So like, backstory, I'm also in the National Guard. Yeah, you know, doing, yeah. so people are just like, why is he in a uniform? Is he just, you know, stolen valor? No, <laughs> I was actually in the military. So, um, but that's, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't mm-hmm. think, because I don't think twice about that. You know, I meet so many people yep. and it's just one of those things where like, you never know who you're going to meet, who who you're going to run into. Everyone has a story, and they get, you know, some people get starstruck, or some people, you know, get that memory where it's like, I'll remember this forever. I'll remember this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that. Like that's that's pretty cool to hear from yep. you know from you. Now, um, moving along a little bit. So in college, you went to State University of New York College at Geneseo. That's correct. Yep. So when I was looking at him, like, okay, like when he graduated, he was in college for communication. So like, Mm -hmm. this is something that you've always wanted to do. But upon more research, you've been working in the field while you were in college. Yeah. So Geneseo is the Harvard of the state, you know, the Penn State system of New York, you know. So um, it was pretty cool to be there. I uh, started actually as a (laughs) physics mechanical engineer major. Mm -hmm. Yeah. didn't really think about radio until I got into my sophomore year. I mean, I've always had a thing for radio. It wasn't like never in my life. It was always in my life. You know, I remember like recording, you know, music and trying to avoid the DJs actually talking on my cassette player in my boombox mm-hmm. back in the 90s. But, um, you know, my sophomore year of college, I started DJing at like the hockey games there um, for the college team and it it became like this thing where it was like every weekend we would all you know be at the arena the school would be at the arena the hockey games would play i would be the guy playing the music and the overhead speakers and then they told me hey why don't you join the college radio station it's pretty cool there i'm like all right so i started doing that and um half you know halfway through you know transitioning from my sophomore to junior year i was like what am i doing with my life right now do i enjoy doing what i'm doing right now with mechanical engineering physics whatever um, so I decided, I'm like, all right, let me try a couple different degrees. Like, yeah, radio DJ is cool, but what do they, how do you major in that? Mm-hmm. So I did, uh, I just messed around a little bit, did like, oh, let me be a history major, see what's going on with that. Let me be a math major, maybe. And then I was like, no, I'll just do communication because I know that's more in line to radio. <laughs> I was going to say, you messed yeah. around being like a Van Wilder out there. I did I it in <laughs> four and a half years though. I didn't, I didn't waste too much time. Yes. Um, uh, but like when I got to my junior year, I was in the radio, the college radio station there, WGSU, um, and it was fun because they said people were listening, but it's re- in reality it was just the cafeteria, you yes. know, our, the main cafeteria yeah. of the campus. So I'm like, all right, well that's cool. I'll do like a specialty show. I started doing uh, like this EDM, like before like EDM became huge. This was mm-hmm. like 2006, or whatever. Um, I started doing an EDM show, and I was like, this is cool, like hosting in between tracks and stuff. Um, and then I was like, how do I get an internship with a real radio station? And I got to, uh, Rochester, which is about 40 minutes away. My hometown's 40 minutes from the college Mm -hmm. and, uh, did the station called W, uh, WPXY, which is 98PXY, uh, owned by CBS radio at the time and, uh, did an internship with them. And the rest is really history. Once you get in there, you kind of just, you work your way up, you know? You know, when I was looking at it, we have a lot of parallels, like in our, like, of careers. Like I did college radio, which 
to me was like super important. And like I don't think I would be doing this now if I didn't do college radio. Oh yeah, it's a great skill set. Yeah. And then I also worked at CBS Radio right after. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of like <laughs> so kind of lined up in the same area. So yeah. LA, here I come. Right. Um, but co- the college radio experience, because like one of the main reasons why I do this show is because I want people who are getting into the workforce, maybe yeah. even in high school, just not f- trying to figure out what they want to do. What made you get into the college radio realm, and then how was that experience for you? I always felt like, you know, if you needed, if you wanted to do the career like you choose, you need to have a little, like, you know, real-life experience. So, like, the college radio station was the closest you can get to an actual radio station. So I decided that, you know, going to do this uh, college radio station gave me practice into the basics where, like, you know, there's editing skills you need to know. Um, you know, basic technical st- skills with the board, um, knowing how to transition audio, knowing how to troubleshoot audio if there's, you know, things going on with like, you know, stereo channel, you know, left and right, mono, you know, all the audio, the geek squad kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it just it just made me feel better about getting that internship in Rochester because then I felt like I actually had a background in a few of those things and yeah. skill sets where they they can be you know they could come to me and be like all right so do you know how to use adobe audition do you know how to edit audio i'm like yeah i actually played around with that i made mix shows and you know you made a 30 minute mix show mixing music and they're like whoa this kid like can actually like edit you know music and produce stuff it's not just you know not just cut and chop but actually produce a finished product so that's you know a real life experience uh skill set for radio as far as advertisements yes. and commercials like you need to know how to edit things and there's a lot of like that physical hands-on skills that you learn in the college radio station that translates into real life actually commercial radio stations. Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like it's very important to, you know, do that stuff, to do and you know, get your hands dirty, if you will. Yeah. You know? So after you, you you were doing you were interning at CBS mm-hmm. and then you graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And that gets the internship was over after that. The internship was over, but at the time I, I believe I got the full time job while I was in my senior year, the tail end of my senior year, like the spring semester, um, I had, they offered me a full-time job as a promotion coordinator mm-hmm. and on-air talent. Um, this was actually during the time when there were a lot of budget cuts. We were in the Great Recession, oh, yes. 2008. 2008 yeah. yeah. So a lot of it was they were cutting you know, bodies in the building, but they were you know you still had the same amount of work. So a lot of the tasks were combined. So I was a promotion coordinator for two radio stations. Wow. And I was on air at night because they, you know, let go of the the night person there. So I actually did a lot, you know, a lot more than what I, you know, what, what I was actually paid. Because um, you know, you're a college kid. You're like, oh, get a full time salary out of college, twenty twenty three thousand dollars a year. This is a lot of money. <laughs> so you know, I didn't know better. But uh, you know, learning that stuff and then getting in, getting that full time gig right out of, uh, you know, right in, right out of college, almost, you know, pretty much senior year. It was a great experience, and you know, very you know, I was very grateful. Uh, even though you know it was you know small peanuts compared to mm-hmm. you know these days, you know what you you could make. Um, but it was it was cool. Like I got to actually you know get a full time job and yeah. work in the business that I wanted to work in. And you were at, like in the intercom slash CBS system. Yeah, for quite it some was time. Uh, it was a CBS uh, radio station around 2007. But then they were actually in the process of being bought by Intercom. Yes, this was the first round of like medium sized markets where you know CBS was like we're getting out of the medium sized market business. We only want to keep our major markets, and so sold it to Intercom. Um, and then uh, worked there for seven years. It was, yeah, seven years. Now, working in somewhere at seven years, is that 
common in this? Because like, there's a lot no. of times you'll talk. Okay. <laughs> the reason I was, I was saying because a lot of times you'll talk to people and it's like, oh, I've, I was there for a year, there for two years, but seven years in one place. I feel like for people that that work uh, a long time in one place, usually are like morning shows, like an Elvis Duran or yes. like a, you know Ryan Seacrest. But this is it's just. It, I don't know what it was, but I just feel like you know when you're family, when you're connected to the people you work with, um, when you you work hard and you hustle and you put in that drive and passion every day. Um, yeah, you're gonna have your bad days. You're gonna have the days where you're like, "What am I doing? Is this right for me?" Mm-hmm. But if you know, if you put all that stuff together of like you know family, you work together, you have this cohesive unit. Um, it's not you're not doing this by yourself. You're doing right. this with other people in your in the building. And so like it's it really takes a village to make a successful radio station or successful company. And um, I think working seven years, you know, working your way around it, and a lot of it is also. You might have to work different departments yes, too. Yeah. You're not and just in this, keep you. yes, and that will keep you there. That's the longevity. That's like the that's like the cockroach in the nuclear winter kind of thing. Like you can actually like stay and survive if you know and learn other skill sets in that building. Whether I did sales there, I did sales did for, you little, really? for seven years. I did promotions. I did a little bit of sales, inside sales, and like it was just um, it was a really you know crazy experience to learn different departments and not know anything about it you know it's really interesting that you say that because i think one of the major issues that a lot of people run into when they get into this industry is that they don't understand the role and position of other people so when they get into it it's just like you know i'm hired to do sales or i'm hired to do promotions or program whatever Mm -hmm. and then it's like it's not that they don't really it's not that they don't care about what other people are doing it's just they don't know and it's really like i'm in my everyday so i can't be concerned i think that's why people like you so much at iHeart because like you are concerned with what other people are doing. Well, I care what, what they do. Yeah, I care what they do and what their business is because like I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I'm throwing work at them or like throwing a product back at them that you know doesn't fulfill what they need to get done. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of like what you and I do, what we deal with, a lot of national advertising. You know, you send me, you send me all the copy and the scripts and the ideas behind of what the client wants, and you know I have to produce something, I have to execute, and then send it back to you and have a product that you know, is up to standard or even exceed standards for the client. And yes. so if I don't know what you do or what your expectations are for the client or what the client expects of you, how am I going to know deliver my that, job yeah. and deliver that product, you know? I, I wanted to bring that up just because I know a lot of people, like, again, like, I want people who aren't necessarily in the industry yet mm-hmm. to hear this and be like, okay, like, this is something that I should, like, think about. because. Right. Like for me, like if I had a conversation with a ref when I was an, an undergrad, I think it would have helped me out more yes, than getting yeah. into the field versus trying to learn all this stuff from like the ground up. And I, I feel like, yeah, that, I mean, when I went went through college, I don't think I had anyone that came to our class to talk about, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, what is it like to work at a radio station? You know, things like that, because, uh, you know, maybe just didn't have anybody there. But um, it'd be not, it would have been nice to have somebody to look up to yeah. and be like, all right, so this is what you actually do. So when I got to, you know, when I got to the corporate side of it, like actual business radio station um, up, in, up in Rochester, I was like, oh, OK, so some of this stuff like. We didn't really do in the college radio station because there was no there was no system there. Yes, yes. So you know you're like learning this stuff on the fly, and it's like if they told me when they were down there for a class visit, I would have been you know a little bit more prepared, sure. yeah. a little bit more prepared. Yeah. You know, and even with the class visits though, I think a lot of people they'll come and they just tell you like right. this is what it is, what, it, but they don't go into details like right. how you just did. Like you just did more to <laughs> me just now than a lot of the people who came to visit. Did. But I, I, yeah, and also like if you're engaged with that speaker or with that guest speaker you know, ask him questions afterwards, you know, and, you know, talk to them afterwards after the speech, you know, mm-hmm. be like, you know, feel like you're, you, if you really want this job or be in that career field, you know, talk to them and get, you know, 
pick their brain. Yes. Like whenever you say some, you know, to someone, I want to pick your brain, mean it because yeah. you want to actually, you know, learn from them. So, so after the the stint at Intercom, you joined the military. Uh, well, actually, no, actually, I was in the so I joined the military while I was still at Intercom. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it was kind of like uh, I was I wanted to do something more for my country. I was. I was feeling a little patriotic. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I was, I was I like, mean, <laughs> it was weird because I'm going through it, and it's like he joined the Army National Guard. Yeah, and I'm like, so the National Guard for people that don't know, it's like it's a part time gig. It's not a full time gig. Okay. You can make it a full time gig, but the, really, there's a lot. It's very minimal, like work. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to discount the military, but um, you just go to basic training. You're, you know, go to a job school. Mm-hmm. You come back, and then you do it one week in a month, two weeks a year. So. It's very, it was, and it's also state funded. So it's not the federal government. So you're like, you're, there's a lot of flexibility okay. in that. So you're not always like doing things with them. So that's why it was, it was working to do radio and the military for okay. a very long time. I was always curious yeah. about that, but I'm like, I don't know if it's an appropriate question to ask anybody, oh, but no, no, no. Yeah, no, totally cool. So I actually was getting the job at Q102 right here in Philly mm-hmm. um, while I was still there, there in the military. Um, but when I transferred states, I actually uh, got out and then went back in. Um, it was weird. So I, I don't know. It was just kind of a weird thing because um, I've been here for f- five years now. Yeah, five years mm-hmm. at Q102 in Philly. So, you know, did military stuff off and on um, during my time here at uh, in Philly. So. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Q102, so like mm-hmm. we can just dive right into mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've been working at Q102 for a couple years now, five years now. Five years, yeah. And... Your role at Q102 is on-air talent, which you're used to, mm-hmm. but you're also an assistant program director, which you've done stuff like that before. Yeah, so I mean, as I was a promotion director up in Rochester, too, so I mean, I had a little experience managing, mm-hmm. you know, a staff. But I mean, as far as assistant program director, it's very, you know, it's very more geared towards you're the program director's right-hand man. You yes. figure, you know, you you do the things that if he is unable to or he or she is unable to perform the duties, you can pick right up and uh, cover for them, so... Yeah, I mean, APD uh, in in radio depends on who you have as your program director. Mm-hmm. My program director was very, you know, good at what he did, and you know, I got to learn a lot from him. Yeah. So, so people were like, when I do this show, they're like, "Okay, you work at a radio station. Are you going to have a bunch of radio people on?" I'm like, "Yes," and they're like, "Okay, but." Why? And I'm like, well, everyone's story is different. And then also there's different roles with the different people. So like personally, like my goal is to be like a program director. So like talking to someone like you who is an assistant program director, it's just kind of like this is one of those things where it's like people don't really realize that this is a role or this is a job that you can actually like go after. So like if you were talking to someone like myself and they're like, okay, I want to be an assistant program director, what would you like suggest them to learn while they're in school or try to study when they're out of school? Uh, In school, there's a lot of, I mean, in school, it's a very, it's very uh, textbook, like very learning environment, academia kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you had a chance to go to a radio station or like get an internship, do it. And I would go right to the programming side of things and actually talk to the program director and see what he or she, uh, you know, believes in a philosophy for radio, for radio, for music, and just pick their brain like we were talking about earlier. And I would, you know, learn as much as you can. Um, and especially if you get into a role as an assistant program director, learn as much as you can from them mm-hmm. so that, you know, if that day comes where they get hit, you know, they always get the proverbial hit by a bus kind of thing. Yes. Uh, you're ready to take on the role as program director and do what they need you to do to have a successful radio station. Because a lot of it's creativity, but a lot of it is, you know, you do the daily tasks and the weekly tasks. There are meetings and things like that, but 
a lot of it's report building and uh, you know looking at music and there's a lot of things involved and it depends on who you have as a program director on the extent of how much he's gonna he or she's gonna assign to you. Mm -hmm. So he, he or she can assign to you very little and you could just be an assistant like like not I'm not gonna say it but like grab the water kind of thing yes, for yes, the yes. program director. Yep. But you could also learn as much to be like an actual you know, backup, like, you know, like the Nick Foles of yes. the Eagles, you know, <laughs> ready to go and win a Super Bowl, you know, when, yeah, yeah. when it happens, you know. Tag you in. Exactly. The next man up mentality, you know. Yes. So it's definitely something for people that are in school is to get a lot of real life skills in there. Try to get into radio stations for this job in particular. Mm -hmm. I mean, some career fields, like if you're going to become a nurse or a doctor, you know, it's a lot of you know textbook work. You have to memorize vocabulary. Which makes you have sense. to mem yes. memorize uh, definitions and uh, you know the body. It's 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 a lot of uh, actual textbook things. But for us, it's a lot of real life experiences and, and acronyms. Yes, and acronyms. We love acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, and then as far as people who want to be on air, like what advice would you give them? I mean, if you're per if you have a personality, if you if your friends love you and you're like you're very color a colorful person um, when it comes to you know uh, life and just in general, try it out. You know, you could mm -hmm. always when you want to go on the air. The thing is, there's a lot of technical things too when it comes to talking on the radio and what you can talk about. And um, you know, we're we're restricted to whatever the music's playing. You know, yes. like twelve second intros over a song, like. You know, some songs have zero seconds, so you you don't have much to say except you know, Kiss FM or yes. like Q one hundred two. But um, for people that want to go on air, I mean, just be personable. I mean, I know social media does a lot for people these days. It does. It, it, it gets you very far, or it can it can bury you very far mm -hmm. too. So just be careful as far as what you post on social media. Um, you know, you got to be real. You got to be authentic, but you also got to be careful and not you know say the wrong thing. To the wrong crowd, you know, because yes, yes, it, yeah. it can hurt you in the long run. So, speaking of social media, yours is very colorful. Like, I think <laughs> you have like one of like the wildest pages. Like, I think you're a little bit more tame now, but before, oh, like I'll see things. I'm like, oh wow, like, like they really, yeah, and, yeah, like they really pushed them. Uh, yeah, I used to, uh, like uh, One Direction. I don't know if you know One Direction. It's mm. their boy band. They broke up and they went on a hiatus. Um, there was like this one time where, you know, when social media was very big on like uh, um, followers and retweets, yes. now it's all about engagement. Um, <laughs> they, I did this thing when they released a new song. I was like, I'm going to play this new song from, you know, One Direction. My boss is going to kill me if this gets 10,000 retweets. But I'm like, you know, shirtless with the cutout heads of the band. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing here? Yeah, I don't, right. I'm just trying to get someone's, you know, attention on social media. And I guess I got it. My boss is like, all right tame the, the shirtless pictures but you know you could still post i'm like well that's that's how you get attention sometimes like you're like what which, are you doing which like, is funny too because i think before that was like like people was like what are you doing but now i almost feel like people like we'll, we'll sit in meetings together and people yeah. are like we're gonna dress ralph up in a cupid cupid outfit <laughs> yeah. and have him give out like it's come and almost that's happened like, already <laughs> yes i think it's almost like Almost encouraged because people now realize like the, the the name of the game is to grab attention. Yeah, yep. It's like very like just like um. It's just like uh, I don't know what it's like, but it's like just you know like big loud sa mm -hmm. um, signs and stuff. Now it's like not the actual like content or substance. They'll get to that. They'll get to that later in the post. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> now on every show, I always ask my um, guests like, "What's next?" But for you, like, I just you already know what's next. And I recall, <laughs> I recall a conversation that we had a couple like. It wasn't even a year ago. It was months ago. We had this conversation. You and I, I we were talking about like your day part. 
So your day party that you're currently in is uh, evening, so yep. it's 7 p.m. to 12 a.m., which is- I never get to have fun. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, but, I mean, basically, like, yeah. you're working, like, a lot, like, and you're working at night, so, mm-hmm. like, you're probably sleeping during the day or getting other types of work done during the day. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about it, and you were like, you know, you're like, the time's going to come where I'm going to do something on a different day part or something like that. Like, And you were, you were like- you, you were speaking into existence, claiming it, and yeah. you, like, yeah, yeah. you knew it was going to happen. And I'm like, oh, it's really great that you feel that way, this and the third. Not really thinking anything of it, but then a couple months later, yeah. we didn't. We learned that Ref is now going to be a personality on KISS FM in Los Angeles, California. Yep. And in my opinion, KISS, I mean, Los Angeles is like the holy grail of like radio like and or entertainment in like general. entertainment like in general yeah, you yeah, yeah, want yeah. to be so for you to like have that mindset to be like i'm gonna i'm gonna be there i don't you didn't say la but you said i'm gonna be in a different day park right. it's gonna be great and now you're, you're feeling there. it feeling in a you know put yourself in a different place and speak in, like you were saying speak it into existence yeah uh, i i mean i didn't see it coming this beginning of this year like 2019 i was coming in i was like all right Philly's where I'm at. I'm going to stay here for a while and, you know, embrace it. And yes. then they called me up. Hey, you want to do L.A. afternoons? I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to I was going to ask you, like, how did the whole thing happen? Because I think a lot of people, like, in our office were I – I don't want to say shocked because, like, people weren't shocked because it's progression for you. So, like, yeah. that's natural. But I think people were like, oh, my God, I can't – like, I can't believe, like, he's, like, leaving. Right. And I was really curious how the, the whole process, like, happened. Uh, so it was it, – well, I was – like I said, January, I was like, all right, Philly, I'm, I just signed, you know, my extended – my contract for another, whatever, three, four years. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, ready to be set here. I got, I got a nice apartment. <laughs> I signed that contract in, like, December. So I'm like, I just got there. And then uh, I get this call in February. I was actually visiting my sister in L.A. Mm-hmm. And I get this call, you know, the boss in LA, he's like, hey, um, can you come and, uh, you know, it kind of has like the Southern accent. So he's like, hey, can you come in, uh, you know, come to the office at Kiss FM on, uh, you know, whatever day and we'll talk for a few minutes. I'm like, uh, okay, uh, what is this about? So I go in there after I visit my sister and he's like, yeah, so I want to, um, I want to put you in for afternoons in Kiss FM here. Uh, we're going to move, you know, the guy there now, he's doing mornings and things. I'm like, is this for real? Is this for real? <laughs> Where, where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I Adriana? I'm like, yeah, I'm like pinching myself. And so uh, it was actually a long process. So February was the first uh, meeting of like, you know, talking about it. Mm-hmm. It didn't, nothing really moved uh, moved along until about like May. Uh, he was like, hey, uh, I want you to come for our summer show, which was Wango Tango. Mm-hmm. We do with iHeartRadio. Um, come to the show and then do a couple shifts while you're here. I'm like, okay, cool. So I did that. Went to LA in June. Uh, did a couple shifts. And then I'm, you know, while I'm there, he's bringing me around, meeting like, you know, the the boss, the SVP, yes. the president. I'm like, whoa, what is this going is like on? Serious, yeah, this is serious. I'm meeting all the air staff there, like all the guys. Seacrest, I didn't get to say hi to. He's Which busy. is like, yeah. Ryan is like one of my idols. Like, he's like, yeah, and he's like, he's elusive though. Like, if you catch him, you know, catch him quick and yeah. like say hi because he's always doing something. You know, his schedule. He's totally like, you know, doing something, always doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, so he's like, all right, gonna, you know, send you your contract. Um, you know, have a great day. We'll see. We'll talk to you soon. I'm like, okay, cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So like two weeks later I get the contract and I'm like, wow. So from February to June, I didn't know what I was doing. And then now I know what I'm doing. Exactly. For, I was wondering like, what's my life going to look like after this <laughs> summer? Like you're you never, wondering what's, what's next for ref. Yeah. Well, you never know. Like yeah. you're, you're just like, what's the next step? And then now I know what my next step is for the next few years at least. That's amazing. So, yeah, so Los Angeles. And yeah. I'm really excited for you. Like, I think it's one of those things, again, like, you, you spoke it into existence, you claimed it, and now it's happening. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Sometimes you just got to, like, you know, be persistent about it and just always have it in your head and, like, you know, talk about it, talk about it. 
Because then it'll become something, you know, eventually. It's crazy. There's a lot of people that I know who have progressed in life and gotten new jobs, but I don't think I've ever been like as excited for anybody. Like, <laughs> like I've subscribed to your 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 social media posts because I want to see it. Like when it comes, I want to get an alert. Raph posted something because I want to see like the scenery. Like LA is just beautiful. oh yeah, and, and, I think. and I'm actually uh, taking a cross country trip. Uh, I'm gonna drive across. And you should like you have yeah, to document. It's gonna that. be all documented. You're gonna see it by the time this is up on your uh, website. You're gonna mm-hmm. have you're gonna see it all. It's gonna be amazing. That is amazing. Oh uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> now, I end every show asking like my guests for like their puzzle pieces. So I feel like the world is like this big blank canvas, and we're all like connected together by different pieces. So we have a puzzle piece, we put it on there. So like, what's something that you would say you would put on there, like a quote or a mantra or? Oh, I thought you were asking like what piece of the puzzle? Because I was going to say the center because I want people around me to sur- to comfort me. Fair. My surround support <laughs> system, my support system. Um, a quote or like some kind of uh... like saying or anything that. Um, I never really had like a saying in my head or like a mantra, but like, it's always like, you know, um, it's always just work hard and work passionately and, you know, be passionate about everything you do, or at least things that you, you know, you want to be passionate about. Because if you don't, if you don't, if you aren't passionate about things you do or things you're like, you know, in the process of doing, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get to where you need to be. So you almost have to like, if you, you know, if you feel like you're unsure about it, it's probably not the right you know track for you there's a difference about there's a difference in being unsure and anxious about something like you know you if you're unsure about doing something like it's it's because you you have a feel you have a bad feeling about it or you feel like you know that it's not going to work out mm-hmm. but if you have like this you know anxious feeling like i'm excited about this but like i'm i'm also like you know what if i'm not good enough or something like you that's because you actually gave a crap about it yes. like you actually you actually you know are worried that you aren't going to do successful but like that's that's part of that you know growth yep. and development you want to be uh, uh you want to have that uh fear because if you don't have that fear you're not going to work hard you're just going to be like ah it's easy to do it's done yep. you know like things like that so be passionate be passionate when i was doing research on you this one quote that you said at one point came up and i was like <laughs> is it on my am... myspace <laughs> i don't actually i don't know where i found it but i was like oh, i'm obsessed with this like it's i have to use this it was always be a student of the industry ah oh, that one i do like that one i have to use it because it's industry friends i think yeah this... <laughs> i do like that one though it's uh, i actually forgot i think i put that in my linkedin um yeah always be a student of the industry um Dude, you just got to learn from the people that are there right now because, yeah. you know, the one day they're not going to be there. So you're going to have that. There's going to be a, like a spot for Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's going to be a spot for you mm-hmm. to, you know, not say take over, but like, you know, for you to be successful yes. and thrive in your own way, you know, way. So One more thing. I think a lot of people say in this industry that like, and I've said this before too, I'm like, it's so difficult to move up in this industry because people never leave. They never retire. But I think this past year, specifically with you and Q102, like I've seen people have moved. People have changed their careers. Right, like yeah. it's, their opportunities are out there. And if you get stagnant and you're not consistently learning in right. the industry, then you won't move up. You won't move up. You won't, you, you won't change. But if you... Stay consistent and do like great work. Like yeah, the opportunities and it, are there. And and it's also like it also works the other way. Like if you don't feel like the, the career path you're following isn't the one for you, there's other avenues you can go, and mm-hmm. you could totally bring it. You know, you could bring those skill sets over, and it'll it will translate. So don't feel like you know you're hit the end of the road in in a career. You can always you might thrive in like a new career. You know, you just never know. You just got to take that leap. You know, good point. You got to take that leap. 
Raf, where can people find you on social media? Oh, uh, that's easy. At my name is Raf. At my name is the whole thing R A P H on all social media platforms. Thanks, Raf. Yeah, appreciate you, Dex. I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you too. <laughs> but I'll be stalking your Instagram though. Oh yeah, so. and we could probably do another one of these five years later uh, through Skype or something. And you know? when you're like owning the like the place. When I'm like owning iHeartRadio. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish you'll be, you'll be there. <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Industry Friends. I am the host, Dexter Stuckey. If you liked what you heard, do me a favor and rate the show. Subscribe to the show. Review the show. Repost the show. Please tell your friends about it. I really appreciate it. Industry Friends, your audio foot in the door. Industry Friends.